Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Tables with your host, Rob Bradley. I think it's time for us to update that intro to include with your hosts, Rob Bradley, JC, and James Burroughs. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. We've got any listeners out there that would like to provide their voices. Um, you know, we'll give you, uh, well, just some, uh, maybe, I don't know, just, we'll just say your name. Shout out. Shout out. We'll name, we'll name an NPC in one of our games after you. One of the Roll Dark Fest ones, maybe. Yeah. Nice. That's a good idea. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep, send your uh, send your uh, submissions in on a postcard to PO Box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sent so many of those off as a child, and not once yeah, did I get too. to go on Jungle Aww. Run. I remember <laughs> sending my very first one when I was, I think, six years old. My parents helped me write it and send it to Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. I was oh, really. A kid. <laughs> yep, yep. I had a little crush on them as a kid. Oh, man. <laughs> What about their sister? Ooh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Now, nowadays, actually... I'm like, oh, God, why did I waste my time? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was she doing in the background? She was probably like, my age, too. I think she was. I think she's a year or two younger than me. Actually, I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to go look it up. Yeah. Yep. yeah she's, Missed she's, opportunities. She's smoking. She is smoking. <laughs> I think they're all, yeah. well, they're, they're all They're all. definitely older than me. Um... <laughs> Are they really? <laughs> I'm pretty oh. sure. Yeah. You're 30, aren't you, James? Yes. <laughs> How's that? Oh, you just get you, that noise that I made. Like, you get, are, you yeah. getting, are you getting used to it, all right? If, yeah. You're wearing, you know. you wearing it well? Uh, well, I'm wearing it as well as I can, but, you know, my knees have started to hurt and my elbows Ooh. and my back. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Give, give your 30s time. Don't let everything yeah, right. happen all at once. Come on. Got to ease into those <laughs> days, man. Got to ease into it. I think being sort of tall and not really doing anything with my posture for the past 30 years has probably caused some back problems already (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny you mentioned that i too have recently been realizing that i'm developing major posture and back problems but it's because i play too much Baldur's gate 3 crouched over my computer like a gremlin i'm just like (laughs) yes jail must eat another magic item and yeah, right. You gotta be, you gotta be so careful with that. I, I always like correcting my posture when I'm sat down playing on the computer. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, I'm like this. <laughs> my habit, exactly. soon as soon as I'm losing yeah. or I'm finding something difficult, you go into game gamer position, which is slightly forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, hunch, yeah. You, right. you naturally hunch Perfect. against that yeah. that like few inches closer to the screen, which obviously helps you see better. Um, yeah. There's going to be better. some really hunched over old men when we get older. You wait. <laughs> yeah, be like, be like wow, look at these hunchbacks knocking around everywhere. And... I, I thought they It doesn't really help me. With no suntans. <laughs> but no, actually, they'll all have great skin because they just never go outside. So the sun never like has damaged them. So they look really young, old, old looking men that are like really yeah. young, but have like horrendous back problems. Yep, yeah. but then the second the sun hits us, like we instantly age to the appropriate. It's like, internal <laughs> 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 wrinkly. Um, I was gonna say it doesn't really help that I'm actually sitting in a broken chair at the moment. <laughs> so I had, I have a very, very nice ergonomic office chair. It was a gift from a friend, but it was over in LA, and I finally, finally just got it shipped over after months of not having access to it 
and I tried putting it back together yesterday and something was stuck and I tried a little too hard with the wrench and the gas casket blew a blew a hole and now I have to order a new part and I still have to figure it out and I'm like god stupid chair what so, a pain yeah. in the ass Which oh it's such a is pain. it a pain in the yep. ass yeah it's a yeah. pain in the ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. so have you guys had a good week so far good weekends no we're on wednesday yeah. aren't we yeah yeah good weekends what yeah. you guys get up to um not, not not a lot really it was weekend before payday so oh yeah, um right. i saw uh, i had a, actually I had a friend's 30th but it was a house party on on saturday so that was oh, uh, nice. i'm i'm no longer alone um <laughs> Good. Um, hmm. But and then yeah, just just hung out with Jade, had a had a quiet weekend. Beautiful. Lovely. Yeah, Lovely. for me it was uh, improv on Saturday. We did another couple of shows of Vatsu. Went pretty well. Good audiences. Sunday uh, had a little shindig with friends at a friend's place. Um, lots of you know charcuterie boards and walk and chips and all this good stuff. Um, yeah. It was a good time. Just to catch up from the from the crew that hang out, or hung out together when we were in Edinburgh. So that was fun. Nice. Um, a couple of them might be yeah. listening in. So, oh, actually, we've we've already had Nicky Core as a guest. He was one of our mm-hmm. one of our friends there. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much it. And then Monday through now has been a blur of D and D games and Baldur's Gate three. So I don't know what day it is anymore. Time is a soup. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, Baldur's right. Gate 3 has been taking up a lot of my time <laughs> yeah. since uh, since I've been able to play that. I think I've sunk between 40 to 50 hours in. Oh, right. oh wow, already. You're you're yeah. you're farther than I am and I've barely, <laughs> and I've barely <laughs> or I've been playing for longer than you have. I'm still I'm in act yeah. 2 and uh, yeah, it's I'm, oh, it, I'm still in act bloody, 1. Bloody I was going to say I, I I have no idea where I am. I'm playing like I've been playing for like 9 hours. I'm just like running around in that damn forest. I just can't. Mm, nice. I can't. Yep. I can't kill that damn hag. So I'm just like wandering around trying to like trying to like get, uh, my, get my XP up, your so XP level, up, level up to get her. I just can't get her. I'm like, I oh. came back so late for that. I completely missed that whole area of the map, mm. and then got to the Underdark after completing most of Act One, and then I found like a mushroom circle in the Underdark, and it teleported me to like right behind the hag. Oh map. yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh. This must be like the only way you can access this, and then I then I came out the other side of the hag. Nope. And I was like, oh no, you just walk up a hill and it's there, and I've just and it's right there. <laughs> the selenite post. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's so annoying because like in my saved games, I've ca- I keep like in one of the games before I saved it, I managed to find that um I can't, I can't remember what race she is. She's got green skin and she's trapped inside the cage at the top. Oh, the gift, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gift Yankee. If you want to be, I managed specific. to free her, get it sent back to my camp. But then I got my ass handed to me by these dudes. So I then had to reload my save. And then I was like, where the hell is she? And it's like, <laughs> so I had to go and find oh, her. No. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I couldn't right. find her. No, I couldn't find her anywhere. So I was like. Oh, shoot. Oh, I wonder where she is or what happened. Maybe yeah, it's some kind know. of bug. Well, listen, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Stupid. <laughs> well, listen, if you lose Lazelle, in my opinion, not the worst thing in the world. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm a completionist. So I hate to see anything failed yeah. or missed um even if it means the companion that constantly constantly berates me for my choices and it's like why are we helping these people why are we wasting oh, our time God. and i'm like all right Shut stop with, stop yeah, with the right. weird noises Listen. i think actually astarian is the is the character that i don't take with me anywhere um, <laughs> i don't take astarian <laughs> <laughs> 
And I think if I did an evil playthrough, I'll take Hysterion. Yeah, yeah. I, I is, that the, is that the vampire? The vampire? Yeah, 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 the vampire. Oh god, I, <laughs> he's so he's so inappropriate. I'm like, I'm like get off! I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> no, <laughs> feed me, Robert, please. I'm like, I'm like, shut up. Why don't you go over there and feed yourself? Like, no, that's oh. a spot on like, Take a hint. Take a hint. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, if, we, if, we, if we aren't running games for Larry, and we should be with JC doing voices like that. <laughs> we should. Yeah. No. My yeah. My party's uh, Will, um, Gale, and uh, Shadowheart, which isn't optimized in any way, but I like them. So they're kind no, of no <laughs> Carlac in that party, James. I'm, I love Carlac. I do. I do love Carlac. Yeah. But um, who's who's that? Who Carlac? Depending on what you'll I need do. her very very shortly. If you're wondering, oh, she, you're gonna no, run into her. no, you no, you won't. <laughs> Is she like Shadowheart? Because Shadow Shadowheart at the moment is is I would say kind of like like getting the most out of my of my attention. I'm like, hey, hey. I'm actually I, really I, I found her late much later, um, because like I think you with Lazelle, just I just didn't find her in the area that mm. I was supposed to. Um so yeah, to be I, fair, to, it took me, I had to look up a guide a to find because uh, I knew Carlac. that I was, yeah, because I kept seeing memes about Carlac, and I was like, well, mm. okay, I found Will, yeah, and Will was out. hunting her, so I was like, okay, yeah, I've got, got me something. Um, and then yeah, I, I'm awful tears. at games where it's, it's just like there's no like guide on where to go, where it's just like find the whatever, mm. and you're just left in a map that's huge yeah. to be mm. like, yeah, find it. And a lot of nooks uh, and crannies too. You there's have to so really many nooks and crannies. Go thoroughly explore to find these things. Yeah, you know? I like, like. I do. I do definitely like that element of it, especially because it's not yeah. open. Because it's not open world as such. No. It's right. but that. But they have really done a really good job of making it feel like it kind of is. Yeah, yeah they have. Yeah. yeah, without railroading you in a in a way. In a way, it's actually like the perfect love letter to D and D. Like how mm -hmm. like how we DM games and stuff. Like like you go okay, well this is your world. You can go anywhere you like. But, <laughs> but I need you to stay but, in this here. area. But I planned a warg encounter today, and we're gonna have a warg encounter. I don't care if you go northeast, west, or south. We're gonna do it. Yeah, they right. follow it. They're following you. So wherever you go, they yeah. will find you. They will find you. <laughs> yep. There is You'll rest a, at some point. It's <laughs> definitely an orc camp up one of those roads. Yeah. Oh, it just yeah. happens that it's up every single road that you decide to take. That's right. <laughs> yeah. How strange is that? Yeah. Um, the illusion, the illusion of, choice. of choice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Great minds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So, yeah. so what kind of news have we got then for this week? James, um, well, TV talking of Baldur's Gate three, uh, yes, very briefly. Ooh. They are doing this Friday a live stream one shot with uh, the voice actors who play the companions uh, in Baldur's Gate and also the characters that you can choose to play as if you want to. Um, oh, so got cool. the voice actor for Carlac, Shadowheart, Will, Gale, Lizelle, and Astarian, um, which will be streamed Friday on Twitch. Um, so I should probably oh, do uh, the voice voice actors' names because they are excellent. So uh, that's Samantha. Bart? That's Carlac. I've butchered yes. that. So, yes. <laughs> it's an accent over the E, and I always forget what that means. Um, uh, emphasize. That's where the... Uh, that's where the... Beart, then. Goes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, uh, De Devorah Wild is Lazelle. Mm. Uh, Tim Downey is Gale. Uh, Theo Solomon is Will. Uh, Jennifer English is Shadowheart. 
uh, Neil Newborn as Astarian, and Amelia Tyler, who is the narrator, yes. Um, yes. is going to be Amelia appearing in some um, capacity as well. Uh, so it's a pre-recorded, um, and the DM is Mark Humes, um, the High Rollers DM. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, he was on Critical Role. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that looks like it will be fun. Um, so honestly, I'm. You know what? I'm surprised they didn't choose Roll Dark. Yeah, they right. Had an opportunity there, but uh, oh well. David. Well, it's their loss, really. The end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's their loss. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 see. We'll see. You can't have it Friday. I think uh, they've probably already recorded it. It's just releasing on Friday because I've seen already good. like a video teaser of them all around the table, and I'm like, ooh, this actually looks really good. Ooh. That is that is correct. Yeah. So yeah, they, have rec- they have recorded it. They're just basically streaming the recording. Right. They've edited together. Right. Probably. That's that's what yeah. I'm assuming. I don't no, think that they got idea. all the actors in a room together to sit down and introduce their characters and then cut the cameras and say, all right, see you on Friday. So it probably yeah. pre-recorded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. No, it does say it's yeah. pre-recorded. So yeah. There you go. Right. That is, that is cool. 100% the case. Um, other than that, we have official D&D news. Uh, Fandelva and Below, the Shattered Obelisk, has released. Yeah. Um, I'm getting and- my copy today. Mm. And is pretty. It looks pretty interesting. Um, the bestiary is something that I've looked over already. Lots of, of extra mind flare. <laughs> I mean, it's the first thing I go to with these books. It's like, okay, what monsters are we looking at? Yeah, you and uh, I are cut from the same cloth. All all the mind flare teasing, and I was like, yep, yep, this is my adventure. I want to run it. I'm I'm willing and able. Everyone, come at me. Let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> this I looks have, like too much. It's fun. it's interesting though that. So the first four chapters are the the standard Fandolin adventure with some monsters and other things like tweaked to lead into the next adventure. Mm. Um, but it is mostly identical um, to yeah, like the original Fandelver. Um, okay, that's like, that's interesting. Um, isn't it? Um, Almost identical. Do you, do we know what changed? Uh, so I mean. From what I've seen, there are some monsters that are switched out to be slightly different. But I don't want to more spoil... mind flare-ish, perhaps. Not, maybe slightly mind-controlled versions right. of the monsters right, and uh, the mod. Yeah, um, so I they have some extra flavor. abilities and stuff. But so it's there's eight chapters, and the first four are up to the end wave echo cave and stuff, um, and then from five to eight. So yeah. It takes the same standard level, so one chapters one to four will take you levels one to five, and then from there it takes you up to level five, uh, five to twelve. Five to twelve. Okay, so yeah. it is a standard D and D adventure. Yeah, and also think... weirdly fits in with the Baldur's Gate three level twelve cap. So right. If you, uh-huh. your Weird. first introduction to D and D was Baldur's Gate, and you were like, "Let's do the Star Adventure on the new one mm. that they've released," you'll sort of. I think understand better um, the abilities and how everything works going into it. I think I that know. actually is something that is like, probably deliberate, and I think is a is definitely a great move. Um, Very yeah, likely. totally, yeah. really cool. I, I think yeah. I think Baldur's Gate probably will be driving a lot of people to to D and D, and especially yeah, he's open the system and how it's set out and everything. Yep. I think it is very conducive to learning the mm. the rule set. Um, yeah, it's, so a, it's like a soft, it's like a really good soft entry into. Oh, yeah. this is basically. Oh, I see. So that's like that's a d twenty, and yeah. mm-hmm. this is the difficulty. This is what you have to roll in order to achieve success, and this is what you're rolling if you, you know, are unsuccessful. Yeah. These are the that, situations. That whole element. Yeah, right. <clears throat> right. It's brilliant because that's the, that, that's probably the most 
I would say from a player's perspective, the most sort of um, complicated thing to get your head around. If you've never seen a D20 before and you've never, you don't, you've never seen your character sheet, mm. having that all explained to you in the game is brilliant. Mm. In terms of Roldark's perspective, we've definitely seen an uptake in um, private, private game inquiries okay. since the game's release. Yeah, we had a really, over the summer, it was like tumbleweed. Because obviously people were, you know, wanted to go out. People on holiday. Fun. Touch grass. Yeah, what? I know. Yeah, they want to be out in the sunshine. How dare they? They should be on a table rolling dice and pronouncing right. voices. Good God! Come yeah, on, right. exactly, exactly. But yeah, this is literally like it came at the moment where I was like, "Please God, please God, <laughs> let it just it. be the summer. Let it just be the summer." And then it's like, "Oh, Baldur's Gate three. Everyone nice. wants to play. So it's like sweet. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Great way to get them gotcha. back in. But of course, I feel like my fear is then people coming into the the hobby and expecting it to be exactly like Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, and yeah. thinking that, you know, there's passive checks that they're running all the time or that I'm rolling for them all the time rather than asking them. Or bonus action shoves. Although I don't mind that so much. I've I've started to sort of see the appeal of the yeah. of like jumping and, and bonus action shoves and stuff like that and i'm like mm, yeah this is this is really working i really need to tell my players to jump more like <laughs> it's definitely actually has made me think like i always try to include some verticality in, in mm. encounters but yeah. it has really hit home oh yeah if things are on more than one level that's gonna be really cool um, yeah what yeah. the players can do and if you give them like the game does a bonus for doing that yeah right perfect yeah right. Give him yeah i think i think larian honestly well. did a did a great thing and we have to we have to remember yes it's running a 5e system but it's running an adaptation of 5e it's not yeah. running true 5e as it is right certain yeah. spells do different things and, yeah. and certain abilities work differently yeah. but overall they couldn't yeah. get in there either um yeah, yeah, exactly. They, for instance, I noticed that there's no dodge ability. You know how no. you can do that in 5e, right? Like yeah. you just focus on enemies have disadvantage on attack rolls against you and you have advantage on dexterity saving throws. I feel like that was very easy to implement. And I, I guess they must have had a very good reason for not, or they just I, thought that there was too much advantage-disadvantage already stacking. I'm not sure. Maybe. I think it, maybe with rogues it got broken to the point where everything we just had disadvantage on them once they got to the point where they could take it as a bonus action that's just all i don't think do. they can because it's dash disengage or hide as a bonus action not dodge so yeah do you think that what they're doing is actually introduce slowly introducing the rules for uh one D D or D? I i was i i don't think um, they're, do, they're doing one D D stuff they larian started developing this game far so before one D yeah. was really announced sure mm -hmm. maybe they were talking to each other about it but i think this is kind of like 5e's final hurrah the truth is though i definitely see this as probably a guiding path for yeah. the vtt that's what yeah, i've been yeah, thinking yeah, like yeah yeah at this point yeah. Watsi is kind of looking at this game being like, okay, we basically need to give this element, this this version of it, without it feeling like a video game, with it feeling yeah, still right. more like a tabletop game, but mm. um, we have to make it effectively this, because this is the kind of experience people are going to be looking for if they've turned to digital. Yeah. 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 Can any of the druids in Baldur's Gate turn into owlbears? Yes. The big question. Uh, <laughs> yes, really? I can. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so because obviously uh, level that, that eight been... or nine, I think. Um, so, Althin mm, can. Um, so going back to what you just said, then JC about Larry and obviously developing this game, they would have made that decision 
maybe earlier than the D&D film had made that decision. Mm-hmm. So oh, interesting that they, how did that, how did they both decide that that could be a thing? Well, in early editions, it was a thing. Um, right. Like, um, oh, right. druids could, so I think it was, I can't remember if it was second or 3.5, where yeah. druids could become owlbears. That was fine in the rules. Um, so I think the movie maybe was drawing on that. Right. Uh, because technically it was in the rules once and it's cool so mm. yeah let's do it um, i feel like okay so this isn't okay my, my my brief opinion about this i think that there should be some sort of tag on creatures that allow you to turn into things that are not necessarily beasts but might be something else you know like a subcategory of animals because there are because an owlbear counts as a monstrosity and not a beast right and this is where all this yeah. debate is stemming from Sure. But it's so beast-like already that it, for instance, and this is the real reason why, it's not because of druids turning into them, but specifically because of animal handling checks. Their animal handling checks by the book are only meant to deal with beasts. So, for instance, when you are on a mount or when you are trying to interact with a hungry wolf or something like mm. that, right? Mm. And the same with speak with beasts or animal friendship, these couple of spells that specifically only deal with the beast category but how useful is that past what level two three how many actual animals are people putting in their games rather than you know bigger better monsters unless mm -hmm. you're playing tomb of annihilation where dinosaurs count as animals right mm -hmm. yeah or and you're and you're encountering a lot of dinosaurs in that module how much are you really getting out of your animal handling skill? What happens if you take proficiency, you use it for the first couple of levels because you're maybe wandering around Fandelver or the forest or whatever and fighting wolves and bears. And then after that, oh, now you've met a wyvern. Now you've met an owlbear. Now you've met, um, well, wyverns are dragons, not monstrosities. But now you've met a manticore or something like that. And they're still beast-like, but they, your animal handling skill is suddenly, by the book, no longer useful. So at least in my games, if it's beast E enough if it's beastie enough i'm like yeah. yeah it's practically this and owlbear is just two different animals combined yeah so yeah use your animal handling skill you want to use speak with beasts i'll allow it you know that kind of yeah thing. i think i speak with beasts i'd allow on a wyvern i know it's a dragon not a monstrosity but it's right. beastie enough it's it's i think it's intelligence is low enough right that i would allow that Right. Be a thing that it's not a sentient it's not a true sentient like intelligent yeah. creature but it doesn't yeah, have a language yeah it's, right right um, yeah, that's my, my humble opinion. <laughs> because yeah, well, how much sense. usage are you getting out of that after early levels, right? So same, exactly. same with owlbears. Let, let the druids turn into it, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, cool. So, uh, yeah, so the Fandelva module, uh, aside from all that, um, yeah, there are some, there's some new Mind Flayer creatures. Um, oh, yes. uh, Mind Flayer <clears throat> Prophets <laughs> and Mind Flayer Clairvoyance. Um, so Ooh. Uh, the clairvoyant particularly is a bit beefy. Uh, it's a bit of a beefier mind flayer. It's got buffed up hit points and a load of extra abilities because um, they no longer are following an elder brain. They're following uh, the whispers from the far realm or some Ooh. far realm entity. Um, so that's. Uh, I uh, can't tell you how similar this is to my campaign. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the, the premise of it and the fact that there's far realm influences. I see the clairvoyant. Oh, how awesome does that look? Um, <laughs> the prophet uses that 
age-old image of the super buff mind player mm. <laughs> holding the other Ooh. head of the mind player in his hand. That's a popular image. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. The oh, only man. thing I have noticed about the book, um, so this it, this is spoilers for um, the new Fandelva uh, thing. So if you are thinking um, of being a player in the game, this is a, a spoiler that I don't think will spoil day to day things in the module, but like as an overview, um, the obelisk itself and how mm. it's integrated. If you are expecting it to tie in to all the other obelisks that have appeared in the realm so far in the other modules. Um, so that's Tomb of Annihilation, Icewind mm. Dale, mm. Out of the Abyss. And there's Dis- one... Descent uh, into Avernus? Yeah. Uh, is there another one? No, I don't there? think so. It's, um, no. it's the Mad Mage. And, oh, Mad Mage has it, yeah. And there's one more as well. But I think So I think there's five in total with this one. Mm. It doesn't tie those together at all. Or okay. really, oh, no kidding. It doesn't explain... Oh what they are or what they do it's just wait what it, that's what i thought a, the whole point was no it's not doing that <laughs> uh it gives you ideas um and uh in like a little separate chapter thing to to make to, to like how you could do that but there is nothing set in stone as far as i can see uh with my no. brief overview um that works no. all those together <laughs> Um, which I guess makes sense because this is seemingly expected to be the first adventure. So you would go level one to 12 doing this. And then right. maybe, you, and then I think what they think you will do is take those level 12 characters and go, okay, let's now go do Tomb of Annihilation and see. And uh, then, oh, there's an obelisk okay. there. You're, the DM is then expected, which like is fine if once again as a we DM. Got that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which, as a DM, if, if that's sort of what you would like, you're like, okay, they, well, they've given me seeds, and I will sort of nurture these mm-hmm. into something that combines them. Great. Then I think this is this is perfect. But if you were expect going in expecting, finally, we're going to get some answers about that's these That's how they marketed it. That's why I'm surprised. Yeah. They were ones like, hey, you know those obelisks that have been turning up in all those adventures? Well, you're finally going to get an explanation for what they do. The mind player yeah. thing is secondary. Huh. Yeah. That's, that's a shame. That's bizarre. Well, you know what? I'm looking forward to the DMs Guild release of whoever does that and puts them all together and <laughs> yeah, you know right. makes the adventure go to level 15 and tells you what all yeah. these obelisks do and you have to travel each one and activate them and see what happens. <laughs> there is there is there is some more information on like who created them and stuff, but not much of it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so okay. so vague. <laughs> huh. That is unusual. That's I did not shame. realize that. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Yep. Hey ho. <laughs> hey ho. It's ah, still. Cool. I'm still very excited for the adventure overall. Um, because obviously there are th- there are elements and enemies in here that we really really like. Um, but yeah, I guess that's what we're here for, guys. Add our own elements of creativity. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I think I could definitely do something with it. Like it's it's interesting, and I'm I kind of I've never run Fandelver like mm-hmm. the adventure straight out so. It have might you be played in that, it before as a player? Uh, yeah, I have played uh, in it a little bit, yeah. Um, but not a great deal, not all the way through. So hmm. I've, I've, I've run I've it, it, I've played in it once, I've run it, I think, thrice at this point, um, hmm. with wildly different results hmm. each time. For a very popular standard sort of adventure that's been around for, what is it now, eight, nine years that we've had, 5e? Yeah. Um, I'm hmm. surprised that it 
change it or it has the potential to change that much but that actually means it's a it's a hallmark of a good adventure right the fact that it can yeah go i think that completely different ways. replayability is definitely something yeah. you'd look for and uh, there is oh is it the dragon of ice spire peak as well can be yeah, that's the other slotted into it so if you get that and this you could do those together nice. that's good and then um good i wonder I, I wonder yeah. if that's why they chose for that adventure to not be in the starter set anymore, and they gave us Dragons of Stormwreck Isle because it was too much mm. Fandolin, yeah, and they wanted to divert, diversify mm. it a little bit. Well, yeah, sounds I likely. I think that's likely. Yeah. Cool. Right. Very any cool. more? Any more news, James? Uh, no, I don't have anything new. There's no cool indie RPGs that I can see have been like released. Um, and I don't think there's any more updates uh, about the guys who stole all those Magic the Gathering cards, sadly. Oh, so. oh, oh damn. I oh, know. Damn. That's a shame. I was hoping to, I was hoping to hear like their court cases like developed or something, but I guess that takes time, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I suppose it would. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, we've got some updates from the community, haven't we, JC? We've got a couple of oh, games yeah. that have given us some updates. So, Indeed we uh, do. Over to you, my friend. All right. So starting off with Alex Mod's game, which we've talked about uh, previously. This is his weekly Ravnica campaign. In Ravnica, a precog mage vortex warped a party member through an open door, which apparently is particularly delicious irony as it's one of the Sorlock's signature spells. In case you've never heard that term before, a Sorlock is a sorcerer warlock multi-class. They managed to handcuff this precognage, only for the Sorlock to vortex warp her back to the Artificer. Oh, I'm sorry. They managed to handcuff the Sorlock, only for that Sorlock to vortex warp herself back to the Artificer, who was able to lockpick, a la Sonic Screwdriver, the handcuffs off. They also did their trick of casting Darkness, as two of the party also have Devil's Sight, and were particularly pleased with its effectiveness. Not knowing that Alex had a Felidar prepared nearby, which is a Leonine creature with true sight. In other words, the ability to see through that darkness. For various reasons, the rest of their foes either died or retreated, leaving just this Felidar. They sensed its celestial nature and its intelligence, and the Sorlock and the Cleric attempted to speak to it, slash reason with it, and the Sorlock said to it, You'll die if you stay here. The Felidar sent back a mental image, due to the tech thoughts, of it standing resolutely in front of a large set of scales, seeming to say, I serve justice. Nice. The cleric also appealed to it, saying she knew what it was like to be separated from her home plane and her goddess. She's a former consort of a goddess who was turned mortal. Apparently a long story. But the Felidar was moved by them. But it didn't move from its path. It then received a message from its bondmate, the Precog Mage. It sent the Sorlock an image of running away from a burning building before retreating further into the courthouse. And Alex ended that session by describing how the party smelled the very distinct scent of smoke. <laughs> so, a bit of a uh, cliffhanger for that party yeah, right there. Yeah, absolutely. With a lot of cool, very specific Ravnica stuff, but yeah, I've heard a lot of people actually go on and on about Ravnica. Apparently, it's a great setting. Yeah, yeah it's you, you use it the Gathering in, one, isn't it? It is. Yeah, you use mm. it a lot of Magic the Gathering. I, I'm, I've got at the moment. I'm playing Magic the Gathering Arena in my free time because uh, Charlotte's gone up to Durham's pretty much every night. I've been playing it when I've been playing Baldur's <laughs> Gate and getting really frustrated with that. 
I've been going on to Magic the Gathering just so I can really make myself totally frustrated in this point and just like <laughs> uh, it's an it's a, the, the annoying thing about the ranking system in Magic the Gathering on Arena is that the higher up you go, the more that the players that you play against you will just if they think you've got the upper hand in any situation, they'll just quit. They'll just concede the game oh, straight away. So you're boo. just like great. So you're literally like in and out of games all the right. time and you never well, actually win a match because they don't want to give you the satisfaction they should they, they should do what wow did when you were when you were leaving dungeons they should put you on like a penalty or yeah. or start like detracting from your overall arena score or yep. I, I remember in world of warcraft they timed you out like if you left a dungeon you couldn't rejoin one for i think it was an hour or something like that because people would yeah, they, constantly yeah pop into a pug and be like, nope, don't want this, and pop out and pop in and pop out, and it was impossible to get a group going, so Blizzard yeah. had to remedy it, you know? Yeah. But that sucks, dude. I'm it sorry. really it really sucks. And then like all the other all the, the guys that are like really good with their cards, they've got like amazing decks, just mm. literally just wipe the floor with you. So I'm just like stuck in this really weird place of being like in the platinum league, but just not able to nice. win any games. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, right. I'm here, I'm here, I've arrived, I've arrived. But it's like yeah. People just quit. Yeah, they either, yeah, they either quit or they destroy you. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's like, oh, it's such a fucking pain in the ass. Anyway, yeah, I got it. Enough about enough about me and my. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that segue though, um, yeah. because the next one, the next tale from the table is actually from the Keepers of Chaos game, and that sounds pretty chaotic in your world, Rob. So yeah, that, that's our transition, folks. Nice. Um, from Jack Price's weekly online Keepers of Chaos game, in his own words. So, the Keepers of Chaos are back in action, and their bravery was being celebrated with a Chaos Olympiad, essentially a big Olympic, a, a big Olympic Games with magical and chaotic events. Heroes from around the Sword Coast came to prove that they are stronger than our heroes, whose legend has been rapidly growing. Long story short, the games were going swimmingly, until our tabaxi wizard used his own body to block up a pipe that was spewing magic fire. Nice. He did this by casting resilient sphere on himself, ah, smart, and then activating an immovable rod. In a true irresistible force meets immovable object moment, the right. fire had nowhere to go and the pressure rapidly built up in the underground pipeline, supplying the flame. Eventually, the pressure was too great and the underground pipes exploded ripping a huge flaming fissure in the ground and causing the arena to start collapsing. Cue absolute carnage. So, of course, I choose this moment for their bone mage enemy to arrive, and the ensuing fight was beautifully chaotic. Amazing. Great. <laughs> great. That is great. Keepers of I, chaos, um, indeed. Yeah, right. The, the, the immovable nice. object uh, rod, the immovable rod thing, um, yeah. was, the first, was the first ever magic item I ever got in D&D. I remember just thinking to myself, <laughs> What the hell is this? <laughs> how am I going to do with a rod? It's like <laughs> I just I just couldn't get my head around it. But now, like when I, like since then, you hear oh. these little snippets of people just using it in such an amazing way, so creative. Yeah. Have like, I talked wow. about my immovable rod player story? No. I had. Oh my gosh, I have. Yeah, I've got one as well. I'll go off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's. I think this is the perfect example of the magic item that you can underestimate, but has like infinite potential uses if you can get creative enough right um there was um in our old roll dark curse of strahd campaign there were there was or shadows of barovia as it was called um we had a fighter 
um, played by Keith. Keith, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, who ended up with this immovable rod way early. I put it in, I think, at like level three or something like that. And that's when they picked it up in in, uh, in an area and had it ever since. And my God, the logic-defying stuff that he did with this was insane. And at one point, Galeris, his fighter, was falling from a huge cliff, like the side of a mountain, actually. And I remember because it was a Vrox, they were fighting Vrox, and the Vrox came and grabbed them, basically these vulture demons, snatched her up and started to fly off with her. And the the Vrox was shot down, I think, by the party warlock, and Galeris started to fall. And I said, okay, you instantly descend up to 500 feet, and unless you have another way of stopping yourself, you're going to descend another 500 relatively soon. It's about 1,000 feet to the ground. And sure enough, she pulled out that immovable rod pressed the button in midair and just hung from it and waited for rescue from there but we've had all other kinds of things we use it as a um they use it as like a an anchor for a rope so that they could tarzan swing across gaps they've used it to block entrances they use it for everything it's so so clever that was uh yeah that was what my my pie did by um i think it was a warlock just jumped over a gap knowing full well they weren't going to make it the whole way but triggered it like at the apex (laughs) and then had to try and swing across um while the rest of the party then attached the rope to it to to swing over that was great um yeah i think they'd already almost lost one to like this huge cavern that they were like just obelisk (laughs) pillars uh sorry obsidian pillars were all dotted around it and it was pitch black Mm. uh not many of them had dark vision at that time i think the yeah, the warlock was the only one who did. So nice. um, you got a you got a um, obelisks on the mind there, James. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> apparently yeah, right. So. <laughs> uh, when Obsessed. you said though, yeah, uh, I just can't help myself. Um, when you said there about the them jumping up the cliff and it being a thousand right. um, feet, um, do you do you in your games go by the rules as written for full damage where it it hits a, a peak and it doesn't go above? I do. I I I want to stick to that to survive things. Twenty d six is the max you can take. Yeah. Do you not, James? I no. I ignore that. (laughs) (laughs) I acknowledge that they've made a ruling, but I think it's a stupid ruling, so I ignore it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nick Fury. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's brilliant. I um I don't know I don't know what it was like in older editions I don't remember the falling rules for three point five I was I was, I was too young I was just I, think, I just I think there's some stuff where if you fall off it you it would kill you or sure, at yeah, the very sure. least the damage should be high enough that it would knock you unconscious I think right. it's insane that the the same damage you'd get from falling off so twenty d six is. 26 damage is the maximum, and it's 10 mm. feet. So that's 200 feet. I mean, that's yep. already huge. That's already lethal. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. For a, for a normal human. But, you know, then you get yeah, your raging half orc barbarian who gets angry yeah. as he falls and somehow resists half the damage. And then it's, you know, uh, just a tickle on their yeah. infinite pool of HP. And they're like, oh, I'm fine. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, right. So I I just I just do it how it would be calculated. So if they're a thousand feet up in the air, that's it's hundred d six. There you go. Right. There you go. Whoops. And, and <laughs> also as well, 
If you want to look at it from a very scientific standpoint, you could go at it whereby the actual planet of where they actually are in terms of their fantasy and the gravity that is produced by that planet, which would determine <laughs> mm. the density of their bodies. You could then really like go, yep. okay, well, you actually... Gotta... <laughs> we, well, we, actually... we got a Starfield player over here. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Not yet. Oh, yeah. I keep I keep looking at Starfield, going. If I play, mm. if I get that game, you'll think, never leave. Yeah, but the <laughs> only thing about you'll never it, see the outside it, world. I I I like I like Star uh, I like space yeah. games where you have open space games like Elite Dangerous, where you could literally just fly to a planet. You actually like there's no animation. You fly down to the planet, land, and go walking around. Get back onto mm. your space and fly off. It was in Starfield. It's all animated, and it's very much um. A sp- it's a space game rather than a space simulator. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. sure. But like sure. No Man's Sky in VR would be mind blowing to you, I imagine, because I've got that and it's crazy good. <laughs> yeah, is it? They, did, so did they finally so fix good. that game? Because I had heard that yeah. it was sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. They they fixed massively it. glitchy at the start. They sort of added. added. Yeah. yeah, they added it's so a shame much. That, that's like, unfortunately, that's kind of the public zeitgeist you know like imagine like your your game wasn't quite up to snuff but you worked on it real hard to make it good and now it's available for the public but everybody just kind of remembers it as that glitchy game that we couldn't play yeah, off of launch yeah, it's a real shame, a shame. It, the same yeah. with sims the same with sim city sims when sim city first came out mm, the, the, the brand new one that's that, been out yeah. for like a few years they they forced everyone to be online you had to have an internet connection even though you were playing single player Right. You, had Weird. To have, you had to have it, yeah. Weird. So, e, oh, e, but e, EA again, you know, just classic EA server ah. issues, and <laughs> and yeah, they just lost, they lost loads of players, and then literally within about two months, how are they going to market out, to you, Rob? If you're not online, how can they send yeah, you right. their ads when you boot yeah, up the game? Exactly. Come on, exactly, cheeky, cheeky buggers. <laughs> but the um, but then, but when that game had come out three months later, City Skylines had come out, and that had literally just gone. Thank you. I'll just take all of these people, and ooh, now suddenly ooh, City ooh. Skylines is huge. Massive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. basically a Sims. Is it a Sim yeah, Sim? It's, 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 basically, it it's basically Sim City. City yeah. Skylines is Sim City Sim. Exactly like Sim City. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly like it. I, I see. I see adverts for yeah. Um, City it's really Skylines good. all the time now. It's yeah. really good. Really, yeah. really good. I, like, if you if you like that kind of thing, if you're into like management and the nitty, because you can really go really really deep into it. Hmm. Like like the like the, the attention to detail is fantastic. The new one's coming out end of October. Oh nice! Oh, I think won't work on my Steam Deck though, which is a bit of a shame. So I'd have to play ah. it here in my office, which is at work. At work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, which is funny because like every every time I ever ever decide to play a game here in this office, one of the reception team knocks on my freaking door, mm-hmm. and I'm there. I'm there like I'm there like trying to land trying to land a 747. <laughs> like, like, oh gosh! Like, they, I do I work here. I swear. I get a little tap on my shoulder. I'm like, oh, 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 hi, hi. Oh, oh, is, oh is, that, is it an Amazon delivery? Is it? Oh, no problem. I was just, I was just busy working. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is for a client. I swear. We're, the, we're checking out new event spaces from the sky. <laughs> the, annoying, the annoying thing is, is that Charlotte came to the office once. And they told her that that's what I do. They were like, they were like, you know, he just plays computer games up there. He never does any work. No. Like, oh no! Oh no! The fuck off! I'm paying. I'm paying to freaking be here. I can do what I want. So I might start amazing. looking. I might start locking my door and just like yeah. you know, turning you on my head. Start doing that. Yeah. That's brilliant. Can I tell you guys a, a quick uh, bad playing at work story that I have? I, I can one up you on this, Rob, because at least you're in an office environment. 
I played video games in a church while I was working in that church. So this is a job I had when I was, I think, 16. Um, it was one of the first pieces of, or the first employments I ever had. And I worked for my local parish. And I was mostly just like a maintenance worker, kind of a glorified janitor. I would help with setups and strikeouts and clean and, and do other things. But on Saturdays, there was always a lull because we would, you know, I would help out with setting up things for the masses in the morning. And then in the afternoons, they ran events. But between the hours of like 12 to, to 3, there was a long lull. And I usually had nothing to do, especially during that hour long lunch break. So one day <laughs> I snuck in my Nintendo GameCube and I set it up in like the little like one of the little event uh, spaces, but one with a pair of closed doors. But obviously I didn't want to be, you know, found out that I was playing video games in a church. Don't worry. It was it was Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. It was a very good, oh, you know, great game. normal. Yeah, a fantastic game. GameCube. So, un so underrated. That was a great. Oh, gosh. I, I grew up in the GameCube. Game. To be played, no, 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 it wasn't like GTA. <laughs> I wasn't murdering people, you know. It was, it was Zelda. Just suit Larry, if you remember that game. <laughs> oh, God, um, God. and I, right, yeah. and I had I had a system. I remember because I was playing on one of those rolling TVs that they used to have on those stands that you like. They'd roll into your classroom and they'd plug it in and be like, "All right, everyone, we're going to watch a documentary today." So they had that in that room to sort of show I don't know what for their certain events, like you know, religious videos and whatnot. So I had that all set up and I had my GameCube plugged in and I had my black spring jacket thrown over the GameCube to cover it so that it kind of blended in with the other black of the stand and the TV and the cables and whatnot so it wouldn't look suspicious. Yes. And I remember those two double doors having a, uh, a window so you could see through the doors out into like the main atrium of the basement of this church. So I took construction paper and I cut some and I covered the windows with it. And I started making a habit of this on, on Saturdays during that lull, right? Because, you know, in theory, yes, I could have been doing maybe some other work, but it wasn't too necessary. And one day, and I always had like, you know, my ear out to see if someone was coming. And one day um, I heard my boss coming, but he was coming fast. And he was kind of the grounds manager of the, of the parish. So, but I had my system ready and down pat. I, you know, snuck the controller under it. The TV was off. The remote was already hidden in my pocket. Like everything was in an instant already put away and no evidence. And I had a couple of chairs in that room as if I was folding them and getting ready to move them out. So I would look like I was doing something in there. And so he barges in, looks around and says, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just putting away these chairs. <laughs> Five <laughs> seconds earlier, I'd been playing Twilight Princess. And he said, oh, okay. And then he turned around and looked at the construction paper on the windows of the doors. And he says, who keeps doing this? I keep telling them not to do this. And he stared at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, so, I don't know, man. It was, here when I, it was like that when I got it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's pretty much what I said. And I, listen, Mike, if you're listening to this podcast, which I know you're not, <laughs> my apologies, but it was a great time and it goes for a great story. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Oh, never had an opportunity to play games at work and i'm really yeah. good with myself when i work from home i don't i don't <laughs> like even in a, even if i like take a little break for food or whatever i don't play games because i know if i start i will not yeah. stop mm. and that's my that's, afternoon that's gone the that's, the, problem, <laughs> that's the real problem right right <laughs> you get to like four or five and i'd be like well I, I haven't done any work and i should i should do my hours but it's five now. That's outside of work time. No one's going to expect me to be working now. Yeah. During 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 lockdown, uh, we um 
my uh, when I was working when I was working in the city and we were put on furlough. Um, well, actually, no, this was before we got put on furlough because my company didn't want to put anybody on furlough. That, but but we had literally nothing to do because all of the companies that we worked with had been put on furlough. But from the very top, they were like, no, nope, no one's gone on furlough. Da, 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 da. Mm. For like for like about I'd say probably about two or three months, and because obviously like next week oh it'll be fine next week next week covid's going to disappear so you know they, wow. they just basically kept it like that going and going so we had literally had no work to do and my boss was like was like one day because we we're a team of guys as well and he was like right who um which of you any of you guys got uh xboxes or anything he's like yeah, yeah we got mm. xboxes he's like oh he's like, okay cool are you guys uh got gta 5 i was like i've got gta 5 and a couple of us all, all had gta 5 <laughs> i was like let's 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 move this meeting into gta 5 so he just started running around playing gta 5 and then like like everyone like i think my boss like bought us all like those those like um hover bikes so we're all like flying around in gta 5 online and these hover bikes see that's the kind of boss i aspire to be oh it's so cool all right, everybody, so let's cool. run this meeting from inside BG3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all hop in. Yeah. We can oh, have all four so of us. Uh, we'll, we'll problem solve. Oh, um, that's brilliant. Is it cross platform yet? It's not, is it? No. Not just no. yet. Oh, I, James is disappointed. I'm clearly. so disappointed. I have a couple of people that I want to play with, but they're all on PC. Uh, so, I'm doing a couch. Yeah, yeah. We're the couple through. of people. We're, we're the old people. I was going right? to yeah. say, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of my some of my players, um, uh, I want to jump in a game with with them. So oh, by Curse of Strahd, my Curse of Strahd group, um, mm. they um, uh, Luke uh, especially and John um, are both nice. Playing Shout out to Luke and John. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I do, yeah. do love their emails. How how is your yeah. Curse of Strahd game going? Back to D and D. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. So I have been having Strad come to them one by one, uh, and uh, you know, charming them to do horrific things. Oh, um, James, you bad man! <laughs> what to each like other what? And, and NPCs? Uh, so you know, there's the um, children from Crex, 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 yeah, the that the, the yeah. werewolves have kidnapped. Yes. Um, yeah, so Strad oh, may have influenced. For them. <laughs> but yeah. Strad may have influenced one of the party members, and when they got there, maybe one less child than was supposed to come back with them came back with them, um, um, despite the efforts of the, uh, the party. And uh-oh. now, every, all, like in character, all, all the players like, well, this this druid is a loose cannon and cannot mm-hmm. be trusted. <laughs> yeah. So now they're very wary of him. So I'm sowing mm. mistrust. Um, and what else has happened? Oh, um, yeah, they got to they found the so they found the sword um, which I had put up mm. in the in the abbey. Oh, uh, nice. and, and immediately, I think the person who found the sword was the one who had injured. Slash bumped off the child uh, a a couple of sessions ago, Uh, and so I had Strad influence uh, another player to say that if he got his hands on the sword, you need to act as though that absolutely cannot be allowed to happen, and you are going Mm. to attack him. Uh, So that happened. Um, So there was a big punch up. Luckily, they managed to restrain uh, the player before anyone was killed. Nice. Um, So bit by bit, I'm just. Because they're already all friends, I can wear away at the bonds between the characters. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's, that, you know what? I was going to say, I feel like that's the difference, is that they're yeah. friends, and they can do yes. that. 
Yeah. Oh, these were all new characters, uh, all new people, all new players who didn't know each other. It's probably not something you can get oh, away with gotcha. as yeah. easily, where you can sow loads of mistrust because they don't know each other well enough to be like, "Well, that's not something that I think they'd do." Whereas they know their friends, they've played with yeah. the characters long enough to know, to know how they play the characters, and so, well, that is a little bit out of character. They like that's a little bit out of character to my friends, so I will. We'll, mm, we'll, yeah, they exactly. play around with it a bit better. Have you have you played Curse of Stride yet, Rob? Do you know what I haven't? We tried we tried it um many, many years ago. I think it was like the first the first published title that my brother tried to um to DM when we first got into D D. This is like when we were in our mid thirties, so a good five or six years ago. And right. I think the problem that he had with it at the time was he couldn't quite understand why it didn't have like a linear pathway through that he could follow. He because he, he wanted it to be basically like a railroady type thing. And it we ended be. up it can, yeah, it, can, it absolutely can be. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it was about it's around the time we were just we were just getting our heads around the rules. So I think he it just it just overwhelmed him a little bit. Um, mm. but I would love to play it. I would love to play. It's it. So it's good. Like it, it sounds. It sounds. Fantastic. You you'd. Be, I feel like you'd make a great Strahd too. Just oh, like you know, yeah. you know, the personality, the the voice, and everything. Like, that's, e- e- evil, <laughs> evil, evil. Yeah. Evil. No, evil no, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. You're talented at portraying a multitude of and, and a wide range of emotion and <laughs> motivation and stuff. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i i'm never not playing curse of Strat. i realized that like i actually realized in in all the time that i've been dming i've never not been playing curse of Strat. it was the first module i started dming and at some point i'm always running a tm or a, a Strat campaign right now i have one uh, another home game um but they were all people from different walks of life they didn't know each other even though we're all you know i'm friends with all and they they are the most corrupt and evil group ever ever i told i told the story last week about um how they attacked the nobles in their mansion and everything right oh everything was on fire yeah 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 that actually has caused a couple of them to actually walk away from the campaign they they couldn't do it they were like this is so not for us and i'm like so you're the good ones are walking out and the bad ones are staying. So, oh, so it's an evil campaign now. Okay. <laughs> it's effective. Well, not not quite. You know what it what it is? They're they're a little more murder hobo-y than pure evil. Um oh, yeah. but the potential is there. And they're only in Balaki. Like there's still so much to happen, you know? Yeah. And the best part is now they're down, they're a tank and two healers. So <laughs> <laughs> what do the do the do the, do the all the do all the players know each other? So yes, yeah. Well, no, sorry, sorry. They all know me, but they don't know each other. So that was that was the thing. I kind of like brought a whole group of people who had been saying they wanted to do it together, but they didn't know each other, and they just right. weren't meshing uh, very well in terms of gameplay. They they That's liked each other as people. It was just yeah. literally the they were all looking for different experiences out of a game. I think that's important to remember. You know, we mm-hmm. we work very hard as as pro DMs to create a safe space for everybody, but you have Mm. to also kind of take that with a grain of salt, knowing that everybody is looking for something different. And sometimes it it gels very, very well. I can be lucky and say it's more often than not gelled very well. And sometimes you have to just understand that that won't happen. It's not always a perfect situation or a perfect world. So you have to let it go and 
say, yep, we'll we'll find other people. We'll we'll get other people in. It happens, and then schedules change and things like yeah. that also happen. So definitely, yeah. I think I think as as um as people become more like you know accepting of the fact that you are paying effectively to be in a game with strangers, you have to have certain allowances, don't you? I think people become more they'll become more acceptable to that because they'll be like, okay, I'm in this game with these people who I don't know. I can't be an arsehole and yeah. want it my way because it's a group dynamic that right. I have to be a part right. of, or I'm not going to be. If if I'm if I don't want it, if I want it to be something that it's not, then I shouldn't be included in the game. Hmm. Hmm. Really. That's a fair point. Yeah. 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 It happens, yeah. It and does, yeah. yeah, it's that's life. And you know what? It led to a rather beautiful moment where. They were kind of, you know, they did the walking to the sunset sort of thing, and I was able <laughs> to sort of tease that their characters would still be, obviously, in Barovia, in this world, doing things on the sidelines that would definitely affect what the players will experience later on. And then mm. the third one, oh, actually, not the third player, but um, one of our players then used that moment and changed their character because that was the one that had gone like a little too evil, and they were like, okay, obviously this is a villain track. So they walked in the opposite direction, and I described them, you know, taking the eastern road with Ravenloft visible silhouetted in the moonlight. They're they're headed to Strahd and probably will end up joining Strahd, you know, that kind of thing. And he's going to be a villain <laughs> at them, some you point. You bring them back in. You oh, yeah, back absolutely. In. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, the play that player is still in the game. So um, I may, I mean, if, if I can weave the scenario so that they're, you know, actual PC isn't available and then suddenly the party has to fight this npc villain that he gets to control let's do it you know but yeah he was basically turning into a dark paladin like an oathbreaker so oh yeah right yeah. Yeah. nice nice and uh, um and there's uh, <clears> one <throat> final um tale from the table there jc yeah so i feel like that's all we've been doing but hey this is the name of the podcast so tales exactly. from the tables i have to share what happened to me over the weekend with uh my monthly Waterdeep Dragon Heist Roll Dark game. Um, cool. This part, this is the party that adopted the Intellect Devourer, FYI. Oh, yeah. Before it was cool. Before Larian did it. I just want to say they were the first ones. Trailblazers. So, yeah, Trailblazers. True. Um, they have, so they haven't played in a month. And every month I'm like, okay, this is going to be an easier session. Probably not as ridiculous as last one. No, this was actually more ridiculous. So where they had left off, they were in the mansion or the villa of a corrupt noble in Waterdeep. They were looking for a particular artifact. They actually don't really know the significance of the artifact. For those of you that are um, playing Waterdeep Dragon High Server, want to play it, I won't spoil it too much, but the artifact is called the Stone of Galore. They don't know what the stone does, but they know they need it, and it possibly will lead them to the villains that they're looking for and possibly the treasure hoard at the end of it all. So they realized that this noble in his villa had it in the possession of something called a nimble right. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's a construct kind of like a mechanical man in a way can't speak, but is very, very fast and can fight. And, you know, typically has like a rapier arm attachment and stuff like that. So it was on the hands of this nimble, right? And through a series of tough encounter and checks and whatnot, they finally managed to chase it down. And the their NPC companion hits it with a natural 20 and does way more damage than it had left in hit points. So I describe it as sort of boom, suddenly falling apart with gears flying and pieces falling off. And, uh, you know, the leg and the arm and the head all kind of separate from the torso and it collapses on the rooftops. And they're left to pick it up and take it back to their 
home base, which is a tavern. And as they get to the tavern, they realize, yes, we found the artifact, but we also have questions for the nimble, right? And this is where it started to get ridiculous, you guys. They had this... So I described it kind of like, you remember C-3PO in Empire Strikes Back when when Chewbacca like nets him on his back because he's in various different pieces. I was like, okay, so that's kind of what the nimble right looks like. And they don't really have a tinker with them, but they had a wizard who was sort of proficient with tinker's tools and had enough intelligence. I'm like, sure, go ahead and roll an investigation check to try and see if you can figure out how to put him back together. And rolled a 14. I was like, you, you, you get him functional enough. You can attach the head back to the torso and get him functional enough. And then they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't put the legs and arms on him because otherwise he'll run away. Right. <laughs> so they leave this construct. He kind of like presses the on switch and he's got this nimble right who is um, now just a torso and a head. And they prop it up in a chair in this inn and sit on the other side of him. And one of them says, all right, tell us everything you know about the stone and your master. And I describe the nimble right as sitting there going, doing nothing but looking around and then one of them says oh yeah forgot he can't talk and they're like ah all right yes or no questions only mm, all right do you know who the master is right they give the name of the villain and the nimble right doesn't answer them because it is intelligent enough to recognize them as their its destroyer <laughs> they're like oh yeah we forgot it doesn't like us all right new plan everybody hide throughout the tavern just go go crouch behind the bar and then who's really good at doing voices to try and sound like the yeah. the, the villain they're like the rogue was their best option so the rogue now hides under the table and then the wizard casts minor illusion just minor illusion not major image or anything like that just the cantrip minor illusion to literally produce only the torso of the of the nimble rights former owner sitting in the chair without any arms and legs and the rogue is like rolling stealth under the table and then they kind of shut down the nimble right reactivate it and they're like using the minor illusion which can barely move it's they're like all right shouting from across the bar ask it if it knows who you are <laughs> and the guy the rogue using the voice and then the wizard trying to like puppeteer it at the same time goes do you know who i am <laughs> who am i <laughs> and the nimble right and you know i had them roll deception and he rolls a poor insight check kind of starts falling for it and cue the one hour interrogation of this nimble right through these really bad lines of questions they hadn't pre-thought what questions they were going to ask so they're like trying to whisper shout it over to the to the wizard so that he can communicate it to the rogue and it's kind of like a game of telephone and then the rogue is like do you know where my hideout is? And the nimble right starts to get suspicious. It's like, oh, don't worry, construct man, nimble right man. This was my, my I, I hit my head very hard. I've forgotten things. So you're filling in the gaps. <laughs> Do you know where my hideout is? Oh, good. Yes. Do you know where this other key is? Ah, okay, good, good. Yes. Uh, you know, and the whole time the nimble right's like nodding or shaking its head. And then it's like, could you lead us to my hideout? I mean, lead me, lead, lead me to my hideout. And then the nimble right looks down at its missing legs and goes, and shakes its head no. They're like, 
if we reattach, if I reattach your legs, could you lead us to my hideout? <laughs> Just the most ridiculous interrogation ever of this poor Brilliant. construct. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm getting visions of um, Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, that film? yeah. <laughs> yeah. very, very much that. Yeah. A lot of that. The fact that this all took place in a tavern, too, is just, just ridiculous. Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. So shout out to that group for a very thoroughly engaging, if poorly planned and executed interrogation. <laughs> well done, folks. Oh, fantastic. I know they do listen, so I'll uh, I'll look forward to what they have to say about this <laughs> recap of it next week and what i left out yeah. uh, great stuff james any um horror stories uh just the one this week um Ooh. so um Here we go. what we've got is uh, dm turns a non-lethal attack into lethal against my intent and needing to describe it with gruesome details when asked why it wasn't non-lethal so um quick trigger warning Ooh. for uh gruesome fantasy Glory. fantasy or, stuff yeah it's very over the top, so uh, yeah. Um, well, now I'm so. Not just in like a not in the visceral way, off. just mm. yeah, mm. <laughs> kind of dumb, really. But here we are. Um, so, <laughs> play as a monk, fluffed as a cowboy who specialises in elbowing and beating people up. My darts are fluffed as a revolver. Okay, um, so I only use the revolver to knock people prone or disorientate them. Um, way of the open hand. So. They are doing a heist, uh, which is going on at a bank, and the party needs to save an NPC from being kidnapped here, uh, there. Mention a few times to party members, I don't want to kill people in the heist, but I don't mind knocking them out. Punch one really hard, and mention that I'm trying to knock him out with a non-lethal damage. A real solid blow. But, nothing too critical, he should wake up in a few hours with a headache. And then it's cut off. Uh, where the DM interrupts to say, your fist flies into his brain and shatters his frontal lobe into 15 Ooh. pieces. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I remind, the, I remind the DM I'm making a non-lethal attack. Um, I am looked at by the DM, who continues, there's brain matter in your fingernails now, which feels slimy and chunky at the same time, what and warm heck? to the touch. This repeats for every other enemy in the encounter I happen to touch too hard. <laughs> Was was I right to feel like I lost agency here? Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. There's if you not... if you've had to remind the DM that it's non-lethal, mm. and I, that's the moment where the DM goes, "Oh, right, right, right. Of course. Yeah. Forget everything I said about the brain. He just gets knocked out." Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know what that reads to me as a very a very vindictive DM who is not happy about something that they've done and is kind of trying to punish them for it. It's yeah. kind of being like, well, okay, fine. You are going to go rob this bank that I didn't want you to do and I didn't have prepped well. Now you slay the whole town that's in there. How do you feel about that? Yeah, no. I feel like it's because they're a monk and they can do high amounts of non-lethal damage that the DM's like, well, I, did, I don't want that. I want If you're going to do non-lethal damage, I wanted it to be like a a, a crap amount right. of damage like that you have to do with four, an arm strike. Four yeah. bludgeoning. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like your standard D4, um, yeah. Or if like you're a weaker character, like a wizard mm. or whatever, you can't do magic non-lethally, so it's going to have to be either a hit with a staff, which I imagine he would take as lethal, judging by that, um, or like a yeah. minus one to to, mm. to the damage modifiers that I've seen before. You know, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I forgot that magic isn't non-lethal. Um, in BG three, 
I turned on non-lethal damage for my party and to save the the whispering masks in in the grove. And then I realized I'd killed them all because Gale was like sending scorching rays at all of them. And I was like, whoops. Oh, no. <laughs> they were just they were literally rolling wisdom saves to not have to fight me. And they were being mind controlled by the hag. And now, like, oh, no, I've killed them all. These poor innocent people. How do you how do you how do you kill that hag? Because then red caps keep coming up and just just can, kind of my okay. can I wait? I'm sorry. Can I can I have the floor for a minute? Because I'm really proud of my hag kill. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and I really want to tell you guys about it. So this is a spoilers, obviously, for Baldur's Gate three. If you're listening and you haven't gotten to the hag and you don't want to hear about this, um, tune out for about you know. A I definitely do. Okay. <laughs> so. First and, first and foremost, you need to know I'm a dirty, dirty save scummer. If I don't like the way a combat is going, even if I'm actually winning, but I just feel like I've expended too many resources, I will literally reload. That's why I'm 32 hours into the game and still in the Underdark crawling around in Act 1. Also because I pick up everything I see. But in the hag layer, so I had walked in and I see the final room where Marina is in the cage and suspended over a pit and I see the contraption to release her from it. But the first time I went through it, I, I kind of, I didn't roll very well in a stealth or something like that. And my, one of my group members activated it and the hag was like, ah, there you are. Well, you like her, then have her on fire. And she makes the cage go on fire, right? So yeah. Marina ended up dying from that. And I killed the hag, but I wasn't happy with the kill. So because it was a lot of, you know, she held person three of my party at once. She cast whole person on three different party members. I was paralyzed except for, I think, Gail. And I was like, oh, we're screwed now. Gail can't do shit. So <laughs> um, he was down to cantrips. So I did it again. And this time I was like, all right. And I executed the most beautiful plan because I knew exactly where she was hiding, where she was invisible. I knew I had to move around a certain path to activate the Marina cage and get her out, etc. Um, I think the hag had one turn because she was surprised. And then in the second turn, I just nuked her. And she had one turn where she ended up just begging for her life. She never got to make any sort. She never got to cast a spell. The only attack she made was a reaction attack when my imp dashed away from her because I have an imp familiar as my warlock. Um, but I had it was so gorgeous. She was on slightly lower ground. So Gale and Shadowheart. Um, and my my warlock were all sniping her from the ledge with hexed eldritch blasts and and uh, sacred flames and I think Gale had yeah he had done three scorching rays one of them had critical hit and the the imp was invisible next to her and was stabbing at her the whole time going invisible stinging going invisible stinging and Marina had long since been saved and it and and uh, Carlac was tanking she had she um, was hasted by Gale so I had. I think five attacks with her um, because she also has a bonus action pommel strike with her great sword. This poor thing went from like 125 health to zero in a turn and a half. And it was glorious. I wow. felt so, I wanted to like, I wanted to save the clip just so I could rewatch it and just see that the beauty of that combat, but I, I couldn't do that. So it was, it was, I was honestly really, really proud of that kill, but it took, yeah, it took a, a turn around to save scumming. So take it with Okay. Side. So mine was so different to that. Oh, I really? Okay. I didn't, I, because of how I approached it, I came up behind her hut. I mm -hmm. found her in the hut and she was feeding the woman, girl. Yeah. At her yeah, table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was feeding her at the table. 
Is yeah. that how you that's, found that's, that's Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's how you I start. Found. Right. Oh, okay. So there, you have to, there, she has a lair under that house. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Do you know oh, what you do? You Damn walk it. past, <laughs> you walk past her fireplace and you realize her fireplace oh, is an illusion. Right. I, 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 I saw it becomes that. an illusion. I saw that. Yeah. And also as well, I trade, I trade with her. I buy her, I buy her an invisibility potion offer. Good. So Smart. So she can't disappear. So I do that at the beginning. Yeah, but I kind of oh, like no okay. money. Well, like, what yeah. happened to me is that I just started fighting her upstairs in the house. Oh, in the hut. Oh no, don't yeah, fight her in the lair. It's much, no, I, it's I fought her in the hut, and home. then she and then she disappeared. Yeah, because she drinks her potion and she goes away, and she no, 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 she no, no, retreats no. to her lair. Yeah, God, that's where she. I don't know if she teleports there or turns invisible and walks away, but yeah, that's where she goes. Okay, so, go chase so I'm through the I'm, fireplace. I'm pretty sure she, the, that poor girl's dead uh, in my game. Then. Probably. Uh, <laughs> she might, actually, oh, Marina man. might be in a cage if she did. If you didn't see her die, she might have her captured. So I go don't back. know if I can go. But oh, <laughs> oh, no, you're I, in Act Two now, aren't you? Uh-oh. I I oh. am just about to go uh, do the final bit of the Shah Temple. Oh, uh, don't yeah, don't tell me anything. I'm not there yet. Yeah, don't tell me anything either. Uh, I'm still still. Fucking around with this bloody witch. And I just, I just she had a warning. Just the amount of times I see her do that, you cannot, thing. you cannot go back after, like after this point. Yep. And like some quests may be finished. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a I bummer. Realized. I, I realized I missed out on two little quests, but the harpies. To save I haven't the seen the harpies. Child, I missed yep. out on that. I'd done it in early access, and I kind of forgot about it until after the goblin camp. And then yep. I was like, ah, damn it. And I, I ended up missing because i was exploring the hag area of the bog mm. and i missed the um investigates kaga quest you know the druid that's oh, kind really? of leading the the things in halson's absence yeah. she and she's apparently like she's corrupt she's not just cruel she actually like works for a, a shadow druid organization apparently spoiler oh wow okay, okay um okay. and like you don't find this out unless you're still you haven't talked to Halson and you go and find a journal of hers that's like, yeah. the Shadow Druids will take over the Emerald Enclave. And I'm like, oh, okay. oh crap, I missed out on all of that. I don't even have I that, that too. anymore. So I'm going to do that. I, I think that's one of the good things about the game, though. I, I've missed all this stuff, which means when I go back yep. through for another playthrough, Second playthrough like, another yeah, 150 exactly. hours of your life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, Rob, I wanted to ask, as a, as a monk, since World Dark mm. Thane is a, was a monk, how did you feel about yeah. that uh, that monk story yeah cool <laughs> yeah no no i mean the uh, rob's um or not rob sorry um the the tales oh, the horror story the horror story yeah, yeah that's that's the... yeah if someone started telling you roll dark thane was just full-on bodying people that you didn't want to exploding uh, brains yeah i'd be pretty <laughs> i'd be pretty i'd be pretty friggin livid with it to be honest this is yeah. uh it's not it's not how you yeah it's uh, the, the more and more i hear these horror stories the more and more i think that it's just, just dms that just don't get it Mm. it's really frustrating but in a way it's kind of great because i suppose you know that makes us look better makes us look better yeah, exactly yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly we get it exactly. yeah right yeah yeah totally so yeah really really weird um yeah so, uh, so yeah yes yeah, so we've got uh we've got um in our in the discord in the roll discord we have our own mm. podcast chatter area and we've got a question from one of our um listeners who's also Ooh. one of our most active players actually within the Roldark community, and that's Jan. Um, James, do you want to read out what he said? Have you got the Discord up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, basically, 
question for the podcast. How come mango chutney goes with everything, um, but uh, humorous <laughs> tavern keepers don't? Um, more relevantly, though, uh, gaming eating. Um, what are your? What do you think should be the etiquette, practice, and taboos uh, around doing? And I've I have some strong opinions on this. <laughs> Ooh, all right. What are your opinions? Eating, um, okay. Are we are we talking? Are we talking gate? We talking eating as? Um, the players I think out of character no out, out of, around a table okay so people people just yeah, eating while they're while they're playing or online yeah, or, or online right, or right. online yeah. right okay yeah okay interesting yeah. rather Thank than you. like in character like what's your fantasized D <laughs> meal of choice or whatever just right? sat down having, could, having some grub could talk about that for a mm. long time um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it goes with everything so um well exactly yeah uh so i think if you're online mute yep. yourself uh, and I can understand people also not wanting to have people be able to watch the meet. So if you turn your camera sure, off as of well, that's fine. If you're just listening for a bit and you let people know, I don't have a problem with that. I know people, especially because mm. the ga- the times we run games is like seven till 11 at night. A lot of people are going to get home, not have time to cook something or just have time. And right. at the start of the game, yeah, they might have some food they, they need to eat or they've ordered a takeaway because they don't have time to cook. And then True. halfway through the game, a pizza will appear and they'll be like, just turning everything off. I'm still listening. Um, yep. And usually it's something along the lines of, uh, I'm a barbarian, so I hit them. Uh, hit any enemies that you... That <laughs> as the... soon as your turn is done, you just go back on mute yeah. and off camera. And yeah, I'll, I'll, or I'll hop back on for my turn and then mm. turn it off again. So that, that's fine. So <laughs> I would say do that and don't just sit there with your camera off because you don't want people to see you eating, but with the sound on and you just chew into the mic. <laughs> oh god, yeah, nothing worse. <laughs> gross. Uh yeah, it is gross. You get so, you do get like um... Getting night. Yeah, someone oh. slurping noodles is... <laughs> There was this guy, there was this when I used to live in a shared house in London, there was this guy that moved in and uh he he used to sit in the lounge while we were all watching like TV or whatever and he would just go he would just like Oh God! With his <laughs> mouth open and everything. With his mouth open, what? yeah, yeah. Oh, Rob, that is like, a very disturbing like... face. No, oh. just porridge with the mouth open, just dribbling it slightly down his chin. Like <laughs> but the weirdest. It looks like a weirdest, fish out of water. The weirdest, and he, he was this. He was this. He was this like really scrawny looking ginger guy, and he had like a. He had like a. He had like a real like a real far back receding hairline, and he used mm. to sit like this and do it. And he could... <laughs> God, that's, so looked, that's my looked like this, looked RPG like this horror story, right? Yeah. Horrendous looking like frog of a man, and and yet and yet his girl his girlfriend his girlfriend was an absolute babe. And she would and she would come over and sit next to him. Maybe he's funny. I'd just be like totally fine with it. Like she had, she didn't she didn't even it didn't even register to her. Wow. And I'm, I'd, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be sat there watching telly, just like looking at her, looking at him, and being like, "This is the most bizarre thing ever." Like, how could she not think that's like really, <laughs> really hideous? Are they still together, or do you think? Yeah, in, in the, yeah, they're they still are. together. Yeah, so I still it's see not their, even still a thing. All their there, sh- all there's their some, there's and... some stuff we're not meant to know, Rob. But obviously, they're <laughs> they, they're making up for it in other departments. Something's <laughs> obviously going on there. Yeah, yeah, right. It's got I, yeah, either she's deaf. Or and blind, <laughs> and blind, and blind, deaf and blind. He was he was such an irritating guy. Like I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. It's like what is it? He's actually your uh, number one subscribed listener to, yeah. to tables, right? Yeah, now. right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Well, Gosh. I actually do kind of know why she was with him, which is a bit 
a bit mean on my part. So Uh-oh. he 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 was a very up and coming theatre director, and she was an actress. Mm. So <laughs> join the dots. There you go. <laughs> they, won't be list- they definitely won't be listening to this. We <laughs> <laughs> got one complaint this week. We'll know who it will be from. Um, yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's there to complain about? I've like, not, not, not offended anyone. I've not mentioned any names. I've just said there's this person that's like this. It's up to you right. to decide if you think that's disgusting or not. Yeah. Although I, I did say personally that I found that disgusting. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most people. Personally. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. Of course <laughs> in person games and eating, though, that's that's a little more difficult. I feel like either you like have got a set time where you're like, we're going to take a break then for mm. food. Up until then, if people want to like throw the occasional like crisp or whatever, sorry, uh, JC chip. Um, I I understand what crisp <laughs> means. I've lived in the UK for a couple of years. I'm fine. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it does like, actually make sense to be fair, crisp because they are crispy. So yeah. it, it it tracks. I get it. Um, yeah, what I don't get if- is how you deal with floors. I'm sorry. You can't tell me that there is that the ground floor is not the first floor. That's that's of course it's a floor. It's not like there's no floor there. It's the first that you see. It's the, the first floor. See, yeah. my only gripe with the differences between US and UK and the and everything else, I'm like, yeah, the, the UK makes more sense. Oh, you're doing have... you're measuring by multiples of ten because you're using the metric system. That makes more sense than our outdated imperial system. I don't mind mm. the floor thing. I, was, I just wish it was consistent across everywhere because otherwise, because right. it, right. it, then it causes confusion. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, either right. system is fine. I understand if the, <laughs> if the ground floor is floor one, great. I don't, I don't care. That's, that, that's that, makes call it. that makes you don't sense. That makes sense. Call it the zeroth floor. <laughs> zeroth floor. <laughs> floor zero. Floor zero. Or level zero. Level zero. Level zero sounds cool. Level because then you got level one. Yeah. It is but nobody calls it that. They all call level. it, you know. You know, Oh yeah, they're on the they're on the first level. No, they say the first floor. You know, yeah, they're they on the first floor. First floor yeah, first so, floor, yeah. so fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if uh, yeah, weird, aren't we? But if I was playing a game much. and everyone, no one else was eating, and then someone whacks out like the like a f- plate of lasagna or something. Oh good lord. <laughs> yeah. I would. Say something, probably. I don't know. Just like, oh, it's, it's like, it's like, did you want to like take eating... a break? Maybe, yeah, <laughs> guys. Like... I think, I think we found James's pet peeve. Like, yeah, right. I think that's it. Eating a Lasagna. whole meal during a team <laughs> became like a complicated Italian dinner. <laughs> I must, I must admit, I used to get very frustrated with people on the tube if they started eating hot food next to me. Mm. That used to really mm. bug me, yeah, it, especially I've, if it's hot and smelly, and you're like, oh, god, and they're there, like, slapping away at their food, and you're just like. I mean, I get it. It's the like, tube. Okay, like, it, it just feels like... unsansanitary, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's and all the people with coughing. Their hands, and... Oh, and they've, no. like, t- they've touched, no. like, the bars. They've touched, like, the sides. It's like yeah. they probably never get a cold in their life because they're just, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're inoculated. Their immune system is, in, is amazing. But <laughs> yeah, I think in, in Japan, in Tokyo, it's like, it's like you are not allowed to eat on public transport mm. at all. Like, they're, they're very, very strict on it because they're such Good. a yeah, they keep clean their, their... city. Yeah, exactly. They keep the, everything so immaculate, like it's yeah. it's incredible. But they have other problems on public it. transport. But yes, but yeah, is one other of major problems. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, you know that phones can't be sold in in Japan with. Well, this was a while back. I don't know if this is still true, but for a while, I know that your phones couldn't have the camera clicking noise be silenced. So, like, they had to develop a special camera app 
on your phone that you yeah. couldn't unclick that so people would know when they were having pictures of mm. themselves taken oh wow on, on, okay. the, on the tubes yeah yeah that's good yeah, yeah that's but good. It's, it's it's sad that they had to make that workaround but it's good that they right. did bring they in did. a workaround yeah. yeah, I don't know if that still holds or not, but yeah, that's what I heard. I imagine there's loads of ways to get around it, but it, it, anything that makes it more difficult for weirdos to take pictures of people. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I'm I'm on board with that. I'm on board yeah. with that, and you know, making sure people in the don't don't eat like full meals either on the train or at the table. Yeah, while while you're in <laughs> person, I wouldn't run. I wouldn't run a full game of D D while you're eating dinner. So <laughs> don't have a full meal. Yeah. Although while, while while everyone is trying to play, like have an arranged time if you want a full meal, snacks, yeah. totally fine. That's that's cool. Mm. Yeah. My only Actually, caveat is if you're going to eat, you have to eat just like that guy that Rob described. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Every crisp. Actually, there is another part to, the, to my pet peeve, and it's food that is messy on your hands, and then you touch my minis. Oh yeah, no! Don't don't do, don't, don't do that, KFC. Has that happened? And then uh, yeah, or, or with, a map or something. Friends. It's never happened with a roll dart game. Um, Thank God. I was gonna freaking uh, say like that is rude. <laughs> Let's intervene. <laughs> but just we've like, had like lick, like lick their fingers and go. Oh, one second. Mm, yeah, mm, or just like mm, a Domino's mm, pizza because they've got that like crumb on the crust. Oh, just yeah, hold yeah, that, yeah. eat a pizza, move my stuff around. Rough. Yeah. Not your dwarven forge. You paid too much no. money for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> No. How much? How much money have you spent on Dwarven Forge? Uh, well, <laughs> <enough> said. <laughs> Look, Jade listens to this, so you've really fucked me up. <laughs> no, Come on, I, 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 I haven't bought Dwarven Forge. I've borrowed Dwarven Forge from a there player you go. Of mine, so I haven't spent any money on Dwarven Forge. But oh, okay, the amount of Dwarven Forge that I have borrowed um, is about six grand's worth. So, holy Ooh. shit so that's like what three tiles four tiles yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, right. yeah exactly now honestly yeah. my office is filled with cardboard boxes at the moment stuffed full of dwarven forge like stuff cool. that's ready, the right way to live ready for roll dark fest um good awesome uh, good god um i've taken i've taken but I'm, I'm using i think i have i've had a, a great idea for what i want to do for my part of the game in roll dog fest so now i think i'm going to use a digital table for that for the first four <sighs> hours and then dwarven forge for the last bit only nice we'll we'll trade off i'll i'll use your dwarven forge for the start of it and then i'll yeah. hand it back to you for the end yeah, <laughs> I'll my TV you. and you can project <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> oh great listen i have so much cool stuff that i would normally bring but there's only so much you can pack in a oh, suitcase yeah, course, and get through the border without yeah. too many people questioning you yeah right. i'm waiting for the day where we can have full foldable portable 55 inch or tv screens i'm waiting for that day because that will be Ah man, I just, could run just all my foundry pour maps. Pour it out. It's like, like yep, map. yeah, yep. Like, yeah, yep. Yeah, just yeah, you like roll it out, and it's like one of those rolling screens, and and you just plug oh, it into yeah. your laptop. I'm sure they That's exist. Cool. They are just super expensive. I, sure. I think yeah, like yeah, as a tech a demo, they have created them. Like it is possible, mm, yeah. but I think it's mm. just one of those things that either it isn't commercially commercially available, yeah. or it's prohibitively yeah. expensive. Yeah. 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 Well, they do hold back technology, don't they? Because of the curve. So they've so each True. each each company will have like a curve that it will have. Like for example, like at the iPhone, they'll have like a I don't know, probably the next probably five iPhones good mm. to go. But they're just yeah. waiting for that curve to sales to just suddenly start going. And they go, oh, here's the next one. Yep. And they, then they introduce that one bit of tech 
that is enough to like to basically boost to their sell sales. it yeah, yeah. To boost sell their sales. Sales. yeah. yeah so. although i i had heard that the latest iphone announcement is apparently like a massive disappointment and i'm like what did what did you all expect at this point like it's done everything it's capable of doing yeah, like right. what yeah. what you want it to make you fly because that's at this point <laughs> that's all that's left yeah and everyone's like right. oh the camera's gotten slightly better i guess that's it and i'm like yeah that's it <laughs> is it that for everything else that's yeah, right. a yeah but i'm the, so I, I imagine the screen's things. slightly yeah. better i i am stuck with iphones because i've got an iphone i've got an ipad I've bought so much music and, and film through the through the uh, I, through iTunes, iTunes stores that like mm-hmm. I need to keep it all. Uh, I'm still I've gone there now. I still okay. have this little baby iPhone 10. That's what I've got. <laughs> I've got. IPhone I know 10. everyone makes fun of me because it's so thin and small, and I'm like, I like it. it it's oh, mine great to is access. The 10. Mine's I think I've got the 10 R or 10 something. Oh, so I'm, what do you have? Yeah, it's still just got the one camera. Um, Google Five. Yeah, Pixel, 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 Pixel Five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I heard I those are really good phones, actually. Yes, they're great. Actually. Yeah, yeah, they are good. Yeah. I, 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 um, I just got sick of of iPhone and Apple just constantly doing those updates where they slows down your tech, mm-hmm. and then it's like, yeah. oh, my yeah. thing slowed down, so now I've got to get a new thing, and it's That's really what's like, happening with this. I've got, I've got an iPad somewhere that I can't use with with like um, uh, like there's like mm. a Square app that I want to use on it, and I can't use it because you have to update the iPad. But I can't update oh, the iPad unless I connect to a an Apple Mac, and I had a MacBook Pro, but I've got rid of that, and now mm. it's like so I can't upgrade it. So, so you can't like, even use your iPad at yeah, all. Yeah, I can't even use it. So That's I'm just like, this silly. is just ridiculous. They just yeah. they do too. There's too much of that going on in Apple that mm. I just like. I'm like, do you know what? I'm done with you guys. Sure, sure, I got it. I will never begrudge anybody for their phone choices and not no. doing the apple is our overlord and savior thing because <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense plus you know there's a lot of security concerns to be thinked about to be thought about you know yeah, how exactly. apple basically knows your entire life where well i mean so does yeah. google at this point but hey who's yeah. who's keeping track that's that's why i yeah. figured like one of the big companies is going to have all my information there may as well be apple at this point Screw it. yeah it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of it's kind of funny because they put out that iso 14 update where they didn't want you to have where basically you were you they were, you were being sold ads on Instagram and Facebook that were um, highly susceptible to people who would actually react to those adverts. So it's basically things that you're into, things that you're interested in. Yeah. And and they took that out. Apple Apple in their ISO 14 update um, said that no automatically that 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 stops those ads from getting to you. Mm. And Facebook kicked off massively. We had a real big problem yeah, rolled that. up. Do you remember? Yeah. Like we couldn't because originally because yeah. we were advertising to people who play D D, who like D D, who are prepared to pay for D D, who actually right. understand that having a dungeon master that's professional is is gonna be a good thing. So we could we could target those people. But as soon as the ISO fourteen update came in, it was like, no you can't. Gone. Mm. Yeah. It's gone. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like oh. surely people want to have adverts that are because we're all going to get adverts yeah. on our if you're, no if you're subjecting what. me to mass advertising, at least make it something I care about. Yeah, right, exactly. Exa- right? exa- the amount, the amount of adverts I I do get for stuff that is totally irrelevant is irritating. Like, yeah, especially yeah. on Absolutely. like Reddit, Sports ball. What? Facebook, <laughs> yeah, uh, Facebook, yeah. Facebook, especially. Actually, I've noticed is mm. recently is getting worse and worse with yeah, just weird adverts from mm-hmm. like, okay, well, 
I've not it's said anything stuff. that will relate to this out loud, so there's not a microphone thing, and I've definitely not Googled anything that's like this. So <laughs> because you're at the point where I've like shown Jade and been like, "What the hell is this?" Right. <laughs> like, Honestly, uh, no, I, I'm kind of having the opposite experience. They're targeting me not with things I'm interested in, but things that like keep happening in my life or that should be happening in my life. Like I'm getting a lot of advertisements for houses at this age, and <laughs> up, yep. Yep, and I'm getting advertisements for like baby supplies and for God's sake, you know, uh, wedding venues and things like that. I've been seeing yeah. that a lot, and I'm like, just because my feed is full of my friends getting married and having something to do with their lives, doesn't mean I need to see this on a constant yeah, basis right. from you, Facebook. Well, <laughs> I wonder if yeah. my answer will change now that I've changed age brackets because I was. Oh, that's right. You were under 29, and now I'm, now I'm in the 30 bracket. Soon so. you're going to start getting all the baby ads, too. <laughs> I think, I think 30s, Perfect. I'll get it my parents and, <laughs> and Facebook. Yeah. And cryptocurrency. That's another oh, one. Oh, I get so much that. cryptocurrency. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It'll be all about that. Because you're a man and you're in your 30s. They'll just be like, yep, that's our target market. Yo, Boom. bro, crypto. Crypto for that, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got so many annoying friends that are like, bro, 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 you just get back in, just buy some crypto, just get, just get this, just get that, and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm really not interested. Like, I, I, did it, I did it for a bit, and then I was like, nah, it's too volatile. Mm. Mm. It's mm. too much, too much of a headache. You got to really invest in it to get any kind of return from it. Right, and I then once we... you do, you get like the little bit of return, and it's starting to go up. And you're like, yes, yes, and then it instantly bombs again. And you're like, no, and so yep. it's kind of like you know riding it's, it's like gambling in a way yeah totally right? it totally is yeah it totally is it's just not worth it to be in it to win it it's nothing yep. i'm good absolutely oh. well thanks on a that lot, note guys. yeah thanks <laughs> a lot i think um i think we shall call it there uh yeah yeah um yeah good good podcast let's, no uh, nice and long let's, nice and long let's one. do it again next week <laughs> We okay. need to get we need to get sure. some guests in. I think we need to aim start aiming for some I'm, guests. I'm working on it. I've I've got a couple of people. Yeah. Kate, if you're listening, you're next. I've got, I've got you. Ooh, nice. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, James, any potential ideas for to get some guests? Um, we could yeah, I've I've got some, um, but I need to get. In. I will start social media blitzing. The problem I've uh, I think I'm, we're gonna have is that X, uh, the the app formerly known as Twitter. Um, mm. Oh right. People. I thought you were talking about your ex for a second. I was like, you're going to bring your ex on. That's brave. Okay. Yeah, okay. Doesn't nice. Jade listen to this? Uh, <laughs> what What are you doing to me this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So how much do you pay for Dwarven Forge? And why are we talking about your ex? Uh, right. uh, the app, X. Um, uh, they have recently said that um, people may have to start paying monthly for it. So I, I know people. <laughs> oh are... God! As if he needed another nail in his coffin at this yeah, point. Right? What an so, idiot! So I don't oh. know how often people are using uh, X uh, or Twitter anymore. It's literally been free for over a decade. Why suddenly start charging people for it? You're... Oh my gosh! That's so silly. Sorry. I'd, Sorry, I'm, Musk. I'm con convinced <laughs> he just wants it to fail. Yeah, yeah. He's not because I think he, again. not because I think he's some genius. I think he just doesn't like that people were mean about him on Twitter and has set <laughs> set himself on destroying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Hey ho. Well, goodbye, everyone, and uh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Check with you guys next week. Cheerio. See you then. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.